0: Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing we could rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. We welcome you along on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and much, much more. This is the Winward Field Music Weeks podcast. Now let's get started hey man how are you doing good dude how are you i'm doing very well i hope you're having a great monday so far
1: yeah um yeah. interesting weekend uh in fact i'm i'm, ex- I'm excited to do this and I, I think i got the uh i got the inspiration to do this episode from my niece's birthday party oh nice uh, that uh she she turned uh or she will be turning 12 on the 10th but she had her birthday party this past Saturday and um the theme was tie-dye so
0: Ooh, oh her, yeah that's what i you know, friends it. over
1: uh yeah. and um uh she told everybody to bring a t-shirt because they were going to be tie-dye shirts so i uh you know ally took ours over there and um i didn't realize how long the process is for yes. tie-dye shirts yeah it's uh <laughs> so like we still have to wash them and they had to like sit overnight or for like at least uh six hours or something like that mm-hmm. so but uh in gathering up ideas about today's episode uh being exposed to that much tie-dye how could you not do an episode on woodstock <laughs>
0: how can you not wait okay it's so so uh, you, you have to wash the shirt first and let it sit down because yeah. cause, cause what i did was i just dipped it in colored the water When I you know when i did it i didn't think you would have
1: to set it in listen apparently my 12 <laughs> year old is a professional at tie dyeing t-shirts and uh So she was kind of giving everybody the rundown. You had to soak the shirt in water and then kind of like wrap it up in like a little curly Q type thing and then put the rubber bands around it to kind of section it out and to um, kind of hold it together and kind of help you separate the colors. And I was like, right. Uh, Okay. Uh, uh, Very interesting. And what Um, did, what
0: what uh, did, what did we know back in
1: the nineties where there's tie dye? We just shoved it in the water and turned it around. first time i've ever tied out a shirt i've never tied out a shirt before really i've never uh-huh. uh and so it was uh it was a new experience for me mm-hmm. um but i had a blast doing it uh i want to tie dye everything now everything um, brian right. tie dyed some sweatpants yeah <laughs> i don't know how they turned out actually uh, i'll let you know how mine turns out after we wash them so.
0: right uh, right so uh, uh i i know you have a couple of guitars right
1: my wife has a couple.
0: Well, okay, yeah, I have everything, right? So uh, right. there, I, I, there's this thing called hydro something where you dip it in, like, like colored water and, like, yes. check it out.
1: You should talk to her about doing, doing that one, one, one day. I, so it's interesting. I've actually learned about that through the automotive industry, which I work in. Right, right. Mm-hmm because people do that with like the rims for their cars uh they like uh hydro dip or plastic hydro dip, or yeah 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 um and uh i've seen people do it like with uh playstation controllers or xbox controllers and um all kind of things I've, really seen them, uh, I've, I,
0: I've seen them i them done with shoes you know oh yeah with those, shoes. those look <laughs> cool. those look badass. <laughs> yeah so
1: we, Well, so we got my niece some she wanted all white air force ones right and so we got her some air force ones for her birthday and like the first words out of somebody's mouth that was there was like oh avery are you gonna tie-dye those shoes and we were like no she's not <laughs> they way too much money for those things for her to yeah, like right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well but, I, uh yeah.
0: well i had a very eventful uh uh weekend because i realized that my i need a brand new computer my laptop is about to go um oh, it's no. 'Cause whenever I take out the uh the tartar, the right, it dies yeah. within like seconds of it let okay. not being charge. And now that I have this great podcast and this YouTube channel, uh, you know, I edit a lot of stuff. Um it yes, needs to yes. be more Yeah. Yeah, so it needs to be have more power power in it so I go up up the round, you know. Yeah because for anybody who understands computer I have 8 gigabytes RAM that's not a lot for for me nowadays so I need to boost it up to yep. 16 so yep, man. yeah so All I got to right. got to get that either tomorrow or the next day man so so are you what do you are you an Apple guy or are you uh I am 100% Apple guy, Apple guy. now okay, I, so I Mac Mac yeah, Mac, Mac and the, Mac yeah. and the iPhone just works seamlessly together you know right Cause you can pull something up on the phone and then go to the Macintosh and then pull it up from from the Macintosh through your phone. It's great. Yes. Yeah. So it works so seamlessly Apple, well.
1: So I am also an Apple guy. Right. Um. This is Allie's Mac that I'm. Uh, nice. That I'm recording with tonight. Yeah. Uh, this is not mine. This is hers. <laughs> um. I just use it a lot. Uh-huh. Uh. And when I forget to charge it, trust me, she reminds me. Yeah. um you know i just love apple it's so easy like you know all the notes that we have today for this episode um you know i type them up on my phone and then i all i had to do was just airdrop it to the ipad so i could read it you know bigger
0: yeah yeah see that's one thing that i really love is airdrop because i i have to record some videos for for more work and my and my co-host co-co-host a coworker um, records this stuff with his phone. I'm like, why don't you airdrop it to my computer? And it's, it's seamlessly right. get it within an instance, you know. Perfect. So, I think Apple. I, I, I think Apple is more like a more like a creator side of yeah. Their you know their whole project than being a Windows computer because Windows yeah. is just business, you know, sitting down and doing stuff yeah. like that. So Apple, yeah. Apple is more on the creative side. I, I think. I don't know I about you. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I use uh, I use a computer pretty much all day at work for my job. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe that if I was trying to do the same thing that I do for work on a Mac, it probably wouldn't work as well. It would probably take a little bit longer, probably a little more difficult. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's a good way to look at it. Apple is yeah. more of a creative thing. Yeah. Uh, and if you're wanting to get some work done, unless your job involves creative design, Right, you're people, right, yeah. yeah. Cause creating the logos and cool. stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, so, uh, so you mentioned this episode is gonna be on Woodstock. Yeah, so I what would be funny to a Woodstock episode? Yeah, so why don't we get right into it? Because you, do you, you, were lying when you said you had a lot in the notes to cover, man. Dude,
1: I, and, so this in is... all these notes, you know, I, I just I felt like these were important things to talk about regarding the history of Woodstock. Now. Uh, we're going to preface this with uh now uh, another reason we wanted to do this is because we just did the 27 club there's a lot of people that we talked about in the 27 club that were involved with Woodstock right um but as you're com- going to come to find out everyone uh and maybe James if he didn't know um there were people that were not involved with Woodstock that we thought were uh so that'll be fun to get into oh okay um, i found lists of people that were supposed to attend Woodstock and, uh, for whatever reason, just couldn't uh, take part in it. So okay, that'll be interesting to get into as well. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. So uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Do you want me to take this first one? Yeah, if you want to, go right ahead. Cool.
0: Okay, so Woodstock was a music festival held on August 15th through 18th in 1969 on Max.
1: Uh yes Yasker yeah I believe Yasker is the uh, from what I gathered in my research I believe that's the proper okay to yeah some name. yeah so Max Yasker's dairy
0: farm in Bethel New York forty miles southwest of Woodstock okay so there was a actual thing called yes. Woodstock okay mm-hmm. all right nice uh so build a question expedition three days of piece of music. And alternatively referred to as the Woodstock Rock Festival. Uh, It attracted audiences of more than 400,000. Wow. Uh, So it's 32 acts performed outdoors despite despite sporadic rain. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so the festival has become widely regarded as as a pivotal moment in popular music history. As well as the defining event in uh, counterculture generation, uh, it's it's the event uh, signifies what reinforced by a 1970 documentary film uh, and uh, an and accompanying soundtrack album and a song written by Joni Mitchell that became a major hit for both Crosby, Stills, and Nash and, and Young. Can't forget about him and yeah. Young. Uh, And uh, Matthew's Southern Comfort. Uh, Music events bearing uh, the Woodstock name have been planned for anniversaries, including the 10th, 20th, 25th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in 2004, Rolling Stone magazine uh, listed it as number 19 of the 50 moments that changed history of rock and roll. So, in 2017, the festival site became listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, what we're going to talk about today is, is uh, three significant Woodstock events. Um, the, the first one, the original. Right. Uh, just because it was groundbreaking and uh, was a very pivotal moment in mm-hmm. music history.
0: And a lot um, of great artists. Perform their live. You imagine if yeah.
1: we could still have this to this day, uh, it would be incredible. Yeah. But, um, so we, we're talking about Woodstock '69. We're going to talk about Woodstock '94. Oh my um, God, that's, that was a yeah. great revival. Um, and then Woodstock '99, the infamous Woodstock '99, that kind of just took a big crap on everything that was. With with <laughs> yeah. 29. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Thanks to Fred Durst. Uh, we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, Can't wait. to uh, I, no, I don't know the actual, the, the way that it went down, but I'm excited to hear it.
1: It's, it's a terrible story. Mm. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's actually a podcast on Spotify that I came across a year ago that I have not listened to yet. I saved it and I haven't listened to it. But it's all about Woodstock 99 and how, you know, it was the day that music died. Okay. As people so commonly referred to several events like john lennon being killed was the yeah. day the music died or whatever right. yeah. uh you know but like people also say woodstock 99 was <laughs> the, <biggest laughs> the day it was just really sad and kind of bummed everybody out and it's all fred durst's fault
0: oh my god yeah <laughs>
1: fred fred fred, oh fred. What, what are we gonna do what are we gonna do well i know what we're not gonna do we're not gonna have any more woodstocks think the thanks mm. to uh fred durst mm turd um, <laughs> so let's talk about the, plan, the planning and the preparation that went into Woodstock uh, so Woodstock was initiated uh, through the efforts of Michael Lang Artie Cornfield (Corn, also spelled like the band Korn K-O-R-N uh, uh, Joel Rosnaman, Rosinman and uh, John P. Roberts so Roberts and Rosinman financed the project Lang had some experience as a promoter having co-organized the Miami Pop Festival on the East Coast a prior year where an estimated 25,000 people attended the two day event. Um, early in 1969, Roberts and Rosenman were New York City entrepreneurs in the process of building Media Sound, which was a large audio recording studio complex in Manhattan. Lang and Kornfeld's lawyer, Miles Laurie, uh, who had done legal work on the Media Sound project, suggested that they contact Roberts and Rosenman about finance, uh, financing a similar but much smaller. Studio uh, that Kornfeld and Lang hoped to build in Woodstock, New York. Unpersuaded by the studio in the woods proposal, uh, Robert counter counterproposed a concert uh, f- featuring the kind of artists that were to uh, that were known to frequent the Woodstock area, such as Bob Dylan and the band. Uh, so Cornfeld and Lang agreed to the new plan, and Woodstock Ventures was formed in January of 1969 so from the start uh they were uh there were differences in approach among the four so roberts was disciplined knew uh what was needed for the venture uh to succeed we all know somebody like that yeah uh, it's all the legal stuff yeah Um, uh while the laid-back lang saw woodstock as a new uh relaxed (laughs) way of bringing entrepreneurs together a lot of drugs basically is what he was i right. like, oh, mm-hmm. hey man. Mm-hmm. Bring yeah. it in, dude. Yeah. Bring it in on smoke Smoky my bros. Just watch Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when Lang was unable to find a site for the concert, Roberts and Rosenman, uh, growing increasingly concerned, took to the road and eventually came up with a venue. Uh, similar differences about financial discipline made Roberts and Rosenman wonder whether uh, to pull the plug or to continue pumping money into the project. So already these four forces, the four horsemen of Woodstock, are already kind of like button heads a little bit on a few things, you know, it it, it tends to happen. You get a lot of creative minds in there and everybody's got their strengths and their weaknesses. Exactly. Uh, Somebody that wants to get high. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Smoking the doobie. Smoking Smoking the doobie with my
0: brothers. Uh. Uh. (laughs)
1: Yeah. so um in april of 1969 credence clearwater revival Mm. uh, became the first act to sign the contract uh, for the event agreeing to play for ten thousand dollars which in today's money that is equivalent to seventy thousand dollars okay um promoters had experienced difficulty landing big names uh prior to credence coming to play um but credence drummer doug clifford later commented and said uh once credence signed Everyone else just kinda of jumped in line and all the other acts, the big acts came on. Yeah, Creedence
0: was um, big, dude. Creedence was yeah, huge. Yeah. And that's it's my it's dad's favorite long band. Long. Yeah.
1: Great. Yeah. yeah. This right. Um but given their three AM time stamp, <laughs> they, they, they told me they could go on at three o'clock in the morning. You gotta be kidding um, me. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. I have I have played uh in uh, a band that took part in a um relay for life event one time right and it was you know if you've ever if you've never been to a relay for life event it's an all night thing Um, okay yeah yeah and it goes all night into the morning um and uh our band was scheduled to play but we weren't going on until like 12 o'clock at night right so it was a like yeah it was just odd uh everybody was tired you know and thankfully like that was the last like we thought that was going to be a difficult time slot to work with right but we we're still energized by that point it was after that the band that went on after us that was supposed to be like the last band to play that night everybody just kind of tapped out after we were we were done. yeah <laughs> so we were like, oh, right so you brought home huh right yeah, now well, i guess yeah. we 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 played until the cows went home there you go um is that the phrase i don't even know if that's the uh, that's one of the phrases. Uh, yeah, of is, I, I mix phrases up like that all. <laughs> there's, there's like so many phrases, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just bear with me, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, given their 3 a.m. start time and it, and omission from the Woodstock film um, at Creedence frontman uh, John Fogarty's insistence, mm-hmm. uh, Credence members have expressed bitterness over their experiences regarding the festival. Mm. Interesting enough.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Um, do you want to take this next little bit there, yes, kid, sir? Uh,
0: so, Woodstock was conceived as a profit-making venture. Uh, it became a free concert—that's mo- quotations free concert.
1: Yeah, quote, <laughs> when, quote and, unquote free yeah. concert.
0: When circumstances prevented the organizers from installing fences and ticket booths before opening day, tickets for the three-day uh, event cost eighteen dollars in advance at twenty four at the gate that's pretty cheap well i i don't know if it was two back then but yeah. um yeah but um on today's standard that's 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 pretty cheap you know yeah okay um equivalent to about a hundred thirty or and a hundred a day my mistake that's 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 expensive. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, to us. Yeah, to to us, yeah, 18, yeah.
1: You know, bucks. Like, yeah, dude.
0: Let's do this, <laughs>
1: good.
0: right? Maybe you can go in a time machine and just go out. Keep, you know, not bring not on the money in the world, dude. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so ticket sales were limited to a record store is in the Greater uh, New York City area, or by mail via post office box at the Radio City Station Post Office, located in Midtown Manhattan. So that's good. So around 186,000 advance tickets were sold. Um, so that was eighteen dollars. Um, so the organizers had to originally anticipated approximately fifty thousand festival go- goers would turn up. So that's, yeah. that's a lot. They they they, yeah, they made a good they they well. they made a very good profit. But then again, yeah. you got paid the vans. So I mean that's you yeah. know so that's something you know. So yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about the festival. Mm-hmm. So the influx of the attendees uh, to the rural state, to the rural conference site in Bethel, uh, created a massive traffic jam, obviously. Um, the town of Bethel did not reinforce its codes, fearing chaos, chaos as the crowd flowed to the, to the site. Eventually, radio and television descriptions of the traffic jams, uh, discouraged people from signing off to the festival, so Arlo Guthrie made a announcement that was included in the film, saying that they're saying that the New York State Thruway uh, was closed. Although the director of the Woodstock Museum said that the closure never occurred. Mm. Uh, to to add to the problem and difficulty in dealing with large crowds, uh, recent rains had caused muddy roads and fields. Uh, the faculties were not equipped to, to to provide sanitation or first aid for the number of people attending. Hundreds of thousands found themselves in a struggle against bad weather, food shortages, and poor sanitation. So, I just thought
1: about so.
0: Thank God that that, that the virus didn't occur back then, because Lord Almighty, yeah. we have you
1: know. So and we're going to learn about. Um, we're going to learn about. In Woodstock 94 how much mud there was yeah. Uh, yeah you can actually still find videos of that on YouTube of like Green Day playing at Woodstock 94 yeah just, just like yeah. yeah, but um so the first year I ever went to this made me think about uh a festival that I have been to uh Carolina Rebellion which is no longer a thing um, they renamed <sighs> oh, something else did Limp Bizkit
0: uh, seem that not worthy to I saw Wint <laughs> biscuit at that, um, oh, no. at that,
1: that festival, um, but they they actually were very well behaved, um, nice. well behaved gentlemen.
0: Nice.
1: Um, but funny story. So the first time I ever, I ever went to Carolina Rebellion, I went with my uh, my cousin Michelle, and my friend Robert, and uh, we. I was not ready. It so the the festival is in May or was in May. So you know, I was prepared for the the heat. Yeah. So, it was in Charlotte, North Carolina okay. um, at a, one of the speedways up there. And uh, so, I wore shorts and flip-flops the first day.
0: Obviously, yeah. Um,
1: just because I was like, well, it's going to be hot. It was not hot. It was cold. <laughs> and it was rainy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where the cold and the rain came from. But, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't delay anything until the next day uh, okay. because of lightning. Uh, but oh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, it was freezing cold i don't have any shoes on basically i'm just wearing flip-flops my toes were numb all day long i was pretty sure i was gonna get like hypothermia or something I have to cut my toes off um uh but uh, the funny part about it is that nobody was prepared so their hoodie sales at all the merch tables everybody in that whole festival had to go buy a hoodie just because it was so cold so if you didn't get what you wanted, you were forced to spend at least fifty dollars on a hoodie for a band that you didn't even care for. Yeah. Now, luckily, um, of the bands that I wanted to see there, of course, all the hoodies were gone. But <laughs> I managed to get a Limp Biscuit hoodie, um, and I was like, "Well, this is not terrible because no, I... I do like Limp Biscuit." Eh. Um, but this would not have been my first choice. But I rocked that Limp Biscuit hoodie the rest of the day with my shorts my flip-flops on i couldn't do anything about that right unfortunately nobody was selling tennis shoes or sweatpants. <laughs> so, uh I, I just uh they had a monster um tent it was like a it was more like a truck like a van or something yeah and uh you could you could hang out in there and you could drink free monster as long as you stayed in the tent and so, a lot of people would flock to that because it was the only place that had, like, space heaters. Oh, so wow, yeah. People drinking Monsters all day long, and we're all getting all hyped up. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was the only thing to drink, and it was the only heaters we could find. Yeah. So, yeah. it all comes back around full circle. Thank you, thank Lent Biscuit. you,
0: there you. <laughs> Yes. Specifically, your Fred Derrick's right?
1: oh, Thank you, Fred. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> on the morning of Sunday, August 17th, um, the New York governor uh Nelson Rockefeller, uh, mm. called festival organization or, or organizer, uh, John P. Roberts, and told him that he was thinking about ordering ten thousand National Guard troops to the festival. Mm. But Robert uh said, No, you don't need to do that. So yeah. uh, <laughs> uh Sullivan <laughs>
1: fine.
0: you are gonna be just fine you, don't worry about it, right? Uh so Sullivan County uh, declared a state of emergency what? Oh, wow. Uh, so during the festival, uh, personnel from the nearby Stewart Air Force Base helped ensure order and airlifted performers in and out of the concert site.
1: So. Yeah, they airlift the bands out of there. <laughs> There's so many oh,
0: people. oh, okay, yeah, because they can. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, alright, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's unreal. So, Jamie
0: Hiddix is a man we talked about last Just episode. Yeah, of the two, and about club.
1: his uh, "Star-Spangled Banner." Yes, performance, we
0: did. We did. And this is a, yeah. Okay, yeah. so hit So Jimmy Hendrix was the last to perform at the festival, and he took stage around eight thirty Monday morning. Due to delays caused by the rain, uh, the audience had peaked at an estimated forty-five, four hundred and fifty thousand people uh, during the festival, but was reduced to about three thirty. Thousand and by that point, many of them merely waited to catch a glimpse of Jimmy, you know. Uh, they lived during his performance. Well, so let's
1: talk about that for a second. Yeah, yes. Yeah. These four gentlemen that put this thing together mm-hmm. originally anticipated only 50,000. Oh, oh, exactly, exactly what I was talking about. I can't hit this mic because this cable is about to go off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, sorry about that. That's fine. Um, so these four, these four gentlemen were expecting only 50,000 people to show up to this thing. They sold 186,000 tickets. Um, and then by the, at its peak, it was 450,000 people that made their way into this festival. Uh. And it was pandemonium. They had, they had to declare a state of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> I, ge- of just I,
0: I guess they just broke down in fences and just walked in or something. It was totally free sure by that point, right? Point,
1: yeah, at yeah. that point, it was probably easiest crap to get in there. Um, oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I'm sure security wasn't as tight as what they had anticipated. So
0: I bet those was people who actually paid for the for the tickets were like, what the,
1: uh,
0: you know? Yeah, oh, doesn't yeah, matter to fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, it's all for music and love and drugs and peace you know yeah (laughs) yeah so Hendrix and his new band Gypsy Sun and Rainbows was was introduced as the experience uh but he corrected this and added you could call us the band of gypsies which is now known as uh, Jimmy Hendrix and the band of gypsies yeah uh so they performed a two hour set including the psychedelic rendition of the national anthem uh so the so the song became part of the sixties zeitgeist, zeitgeist, as mm-hmm. it was captured in the Whip Sock film. I guess, I, I, I guess, zeitgeist is the uh, like the pinnacle of what you know, whatever at the time, right?
1: Just it, just it, I guess like it just captured that whole movement so well. Right. Yes.
0: Perfectly worded.
1: Just like the the whole hippie movement. Yeah. And. Uh, jimmy hendrix was kind of at the forefront of that and uh kind of like cobain was with the grunge era like this is the jimmy hendrix was the man oddly enough uh, uh kurt cobain played I mean, the jimmy hendrix guitar yeah uh, and uh also played left-handed like right hendrix. yeah yeah comes back around yeah he did, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah okay well i'm left on your truth
1: yeah look at that right uh i uh, uh, need a white uh Stratocaster.
0: Yes. Well, if I can buy <laughs> Kurt Cobain's guitar, I would be, man. But that's the now. of that. So this festival was remark, remarkably peaceful, uh, given the number of people and conditions involved. Although there are two recording fatalities. Uh, one, was, one was from insulin usage, and another was caused by a when a tractor ran somebody over sleeping in a nearby hayfield. Wow, Ooh. that mm, so to hear That's that. Cool. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty rough, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there are there also were two births recorded at the event. Hey. So you take two lives and you get two more <laughs> in the process,
1: right?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So one in one in the car caught in the traffic on the way there, probably, and another in the hospital after being airlifted by the helicopter. Uh, i enough. There beat. was four miscarriages. Yeah. So, Max Yasker owned the site of the event, and he spoke about how nearly half a million people uh, spent the three days with music and peace on their minds. Uh, He stated, if we join them, we can uh, turn those adversities that are the problems of America today into a hope for a brighter and peaceful uh, future, which is perfect, you know, that's that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah.
1: That is what it was supposed to be. And like they said, uh despite the the influx of people that they had, um, and the overwhelming amount of um chaos that came with it, uh, it was still three days of love and peace for the most part. Right. Um and as you know, when we get to the later Woodstocks, we'll know that's the the complete opposite. But um yeah. But yeah, so as we mentioned before, there were thirty-two acts that performed at, over the course of four days and it, it kind of turned into four days because of the rain delays or whatever. Right. Really on I, think, two, I, think, I think it would be
0: been three if it wasn't for it all, the, all the um right. Other, yeah, yeah. Right. So
1: So, um we're not gonna name every single band that was there. We're just gonna point out a few of these that uh that stood out that performed at the very first Woodstock. Right, um, we have uh Santana, um, the Incredible String Band, Mountain, the Grateful Dead, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, as we mentioned before, uh, Janice Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone, The Who, Jefferson Airplane, Joe Cocker, um, and the Grease Band. Uh, let's see, uh, The Band, as we mentioned before, <laughs> right? Johnny Linger, Uh, Crosby, still, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and Young,
0: and Young. List if you forget about him.
1: Um, So, uh, but they they said that Neil Young also skipped most of the uh, the acoustic set. So, okay. uh, And then then, uh,
0: Jimi Hendrix went on last. Jimmy
1: Hendrix, yep. Um, But oddly enough, like we mentioned before, too, there was a lot of people who either declined the invitation to play at Woodstock, or just under certain circumstances. Did not get to play um and uh we'll talk about a few of these too so okay. the jeff beck group uh disbanded just prior to woodstock oh. um this is what uh beck had to say about it i deliberately broke the group up before woodstock huh. um i didn't want it to be preserved um oh. beck's piano player nikki hopkins however performed with jefferson airplane nice i should have worn my jefferson airplane t-shirt there you go you know i have no idea where it's at oh um, so Chicago had initially been signed to play at Woodstock but they had a contract with a concert promoter um, Bill Graham uh, which allowed him to uh, move their concerts at the the Fillmore West uh, he rescheduled, He rescheduled some of their dates to August 17th thus forcing them to back out of the concert so Graham did this uh, to ensure that Santana would take their slot at the festival um, as he managed him as well so he knew what he was doing yeah. uh, he knew exactly what he was doing, he's yeah. a he's a business guy. He knew how to play the game and uh, really get what he wanted out of that, right? Um. So also the Doors, we we talked about Jim Morrison on our Twenty Seven Club. Uh, this blew my mind because I could have sworn to you that the Doors played at Woodstock. Um, they were considered, but they canceled. Um, at the last minute. Mm. Um, according to guitarist Robbie Krieger, uh, they turned it down because they thought that it would be a quote second class repeat of the monterey pop festival oh okay I regretted that decision yeah. I, I mean how could you obviously
0: you know i mean that's one of the greatest yeah, festivals there right. is yeah,
1: yeah for real um so bob dylan uh lived in the town of woodstock but was never serious in, in uh in in the serious uh, negotiation to appear Instead, he signed in mid-July to play the Isle of Wight Festival of Music on August 31st. He intended to travel to England on Queen Elizabeth II uh, uh, on August 15th, the day that the Woodstock Festival started. Excuse me, but, this, uh, but his son was injured by a cabin door, and the family disembarked. Uh, Dylan and his wife Sarah flew, and then the band accompanied him uh, in the aisle of uh White uh appearance.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um also Iron Butterf- butterfly. Uh, was here. appear. You remember Iron Butterfly? You, Iron Butterfly is the, Um is
0: it there were uh, uh dress Jethro Toll that they that they won against Metallica that one year. I think it was Jethro Toll right.
1: Jethro Toll. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and we're gonna yeah. him in a second here yeah, too. Yeah, right. Um but iron butterfly was booked to appear. And then, uh, they're actually listed on the Woodstock poster for a Sunday, Sunday performance, but could not perform because they were stuck at LaGuardia airport. Oh no. I have actually flown into LaGuardia, uh, airport whenever we went to, um, New York for our, uh, uh anniversary a few years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Oddly enough, I just thought I was cool. Uh, according to... The, everybody listening is like... <laughs> to <the Gordia>. <laughs> fly, okay? Right. So when I do, I have to remember these things. Right. Um, according to production coordinator John Morris, this is what he said. <laughs> this is funny. So um, I need everybody kind of like uh, do a uh, dig in here um, to figure out what this means. So he said, they sent me a telegram saying we will arrive at LaGuardia. You will have helicopters pick us up. We will fly straight to the show. We will perform immediately and then we will be flown out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked up the phone and called Western Union. And his telegram uh, to them said, <laughs> quote, four, you can see in the notes here what, what yeah. letters are highlighted here. Four Oh Oh, no. Reasons. Right, I
0: just got it. Yeah,
1: I can't go into until you are here. Clarifying your situation, knowing you are having problems, you will have to find other transportation unless you plan not to come. Um, that so is it's in this telegram. It's basically spelling out "fu" uh, with each like beginning of each line. So
0: that is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Dude. That's. That's genius.
1: <laughs> he really gave it the Iron Butterfly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And then, as you mentioned before, Jethro Tull, who beat out Metallica uh, in the Grammy Right. Yeah. That
0: was a uh, so sad, sad day.
1: Solos. Yeah. Um. Jethro Tull also declined. Uh, according to Ian Anderson, he knew that it would be a big event, but he did not want to go in. Uh, not want to go because he did not like hippies and had other concerns, wow. including inappropriate nudity, he didn't like naked people, heavy drinking or drug use.
0: You don't like naked people, but that's, like people. It, wasn't that the essence of what's like no peace and love uh, yeah. and I mean, I mean, obviously, smoking doobies, smoking doobies yeah. you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, this is another one that I thought was interesting that did not perform. Led Zeppelin were asked to perform, but their manager Peter Grant said, "quote I said no because at Woodstock we'd have just been another band on the bill." I don't think so.
0: That's Led Zeppelin, that.
1: buddy. Yeah. Now in '69, this is before Led Zeppelin were really at the height of their career, but still, like, yeah, but, the, yeah, but the, yeah, but still, they had to, like a major presence, so,
0: right? I mean, yeah, just, still, yeah, 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 they, yeah. Were,
1: they were rising up at this point. Yeah, I don't think. They really hit their oh. top level of hits yet but right um, the rolling stones uh we talked about in our 27 club episode uh they were invited but declined because dagger was in australia filming ned kelly and keith richard's girlfriend anita Pal- uh, Pallenberg had just given birth to their son marlon that's, that's nice yeah um finally the last one here simon and garfunkel uh, declined the invitation as they were working on their new album. Uh, that's so a legit. A lot of people you yeah. would assume would have played Woodstock '69, but they did not in the yeah. end.
0: Well, that's a legit reason because I mean the album is. I guess they didn't want to mess up their whole their their mojo of uh, creating their for their new album. So I respect yeah. that, you know.
1: All right. If you're on a roll,
0: yeah, yeah. Why not get them oh. get them juices flowing, you know? Right. So, okay, so. Here is the aftermath of Woodstock, the first one. In the years immediately following the festival, uh, Woodstock co-producers John Roberts and Joel Rosenman, uh, along with Robert Pell-Pell, wrote wrote a book called Making Woodstock. Um, It's a book about going on behind the scenes and during the production of the Woodstock festival. Uh, Max Yasker. Uh, refused to rent out his farm to a uh, farm for a 1970 revival of the festival, saying, As far as I know, I'm going back to running my dairy farm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Yasker died in uh, 1973. So, um, yeah, so uh, best vo- voters did not re elect supervisors. I, I uh, am Tucci, and I think, I think that's it. Yeah, Amitucci. so I guess it was her, um. Uh, to, so I don't know what supervisor means, but um, yeah, probably yeah. somebody
1: in the House of Representatives that was yeah. able to pass all the things, all the legal crap to get that done. Right. So they didn't. They didn't elect them in the and and in the election in
0: held in that, in November 1969 because of his role in bringing the festival to to the town uh, and the upset attributes to some residents. Obviously, you know. Um, yeah so, although accounts vary, uh, the loss was only a big, only by a very small margin between 6 and 50 votes. Um, okay. Uh, so, the New York State and town of DeBethel uh, also passed mass gathering laws designed to prevent any more f- festivals from occurring there. So, in, in 1984, at the original festival site, uh land o- land owners uh mickey and June Gilish, uh put up monument uh, markers with a plaque called peace and music uh by a land sc- by a local sculptor from a nearby bloomingburg wayne c, c. Seward. southwardward Sa- Sa- mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh, uh attempts are made uh Attempts were made to prevent people from visiting the site. Its owners spread chicken manure, and during uh, one anniversary, tractors and state police cars formed roadblocks. 20,000 people gathered at the site in 1989 during the impromptu 20th anniversary celebration. And in in 1997, a community group put up a welcoming sign for visitors. Uh, But unlike Bethel, uh, to the town of Woodstock uh, made several of efforts to capitalize on this connection. Bethel states eventually uh, changed uh, and the town began to, embrace the, to uh, embrace the festival for coming back. Efforts were un- uh, undertaken to forge a link between Bethel and Woodstock. Approximately 80 laws were filed against Woodstock Ventures, uh, primarily by farmers in the area uh, the movie financed settlements and paid off the 1.4 million dollars in debt, equivalently to 9.8 million dollars today. Ooh, Robert, yeah, yeah, yeah Roberts and uh, Ro- Rosenman had incurred from the festival, so yeah. they paid a hefty fine. Sounds like,
1: yeah, uh, or,
0: or or ordered it back.
1: So, yeah, it's it's uh... a. <clears throat> it was peace and love and all that fun stuff um but at the same time it was uh that the surrounding areas uh regarding woodstock were uh suffering big time right uh, because of a lot of things that happened there so um i did find it hilarious that they put out a bunch of chicken crap um (laughs) who does that you know (laughs) so yeah so, so like like you said, several attempts were made to kind of revive Woodstock. Um, I don't think it was really successful until nineteen ninety four. Um,
0: ninety so, no, okay, so ninety four was the year so that I know of because I was obviously one eighty. So my mm-hmm. my my Woodstock is is um ninety four, and, and and I yeah. think that's the that's the that's the best Woodstock ever because you had some of the, some of the most great bench ever to grace the stages, you know
1: yeah great there was a lot of great artists that performed we're going to talk about that yeah. um, so Woodstock 94 was uh, an American music festival held in 1994 to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the original Woodstock festival of 1969 um, it was promoted as quote two more days of peace and music <laughs> nice. um, love the poster Yeah. Uh, the poster was used uh, to promote the first concert it was revised to feature two dubs um, perched on the neck of an electric guitar Instead of the original acoustic one.
0: No, oh, okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. A yeah. so, um, little bit changed, but, but the same message.
1: Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so, again, we've got a list of the bands that perform there. I'm only going to mention off like the ones that kind of stand out um, that maybe you guys probably have heard of. Uh, so, on the North Stage, um, we have Orleans. If you don't know who they are, uh still the one okay yeah um traveler jackal um delamitri if you're telling yourself blake why would you mention delamitri we have no idea who delamitri is well i'll think i'll say you're wrong because delamitri had the smash hit look around your world pretty baby okay Yeah, yeah yeah um live uh if you like songs about uh Placentas, then Live is your band. <laughs> James, J- James placentas. was a good, was a great band too. Yeah, James performed at uh, Woodstock '94. I, I did, I killed, I
0: did, I murdered, yeah, murdered everybody's <laughs> ears. He was
1: right there with all the mud <laughs> and, and Yeah,
0: man. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Cheryl Crow, uh, Collective Soul, um, Candlebox, uh, Violent Films, um, and that's just at the one stage. Yeah, Uh, rave stock stage uh, there was DJ Spooky uh, Frankie Bones The Orb, Orbital um, Soul Slinger, DJ Scotto um, definitely more like a small stage more for like DJs this was also whenever raves were kind of getting big in the 90s too right Um, then you got the north stage uh, for the Saturday festival you had Joe Cocker who performed at the original Woodstock yeah yeah um, Blind Melon, Cypress Hill, Rollins Band. If you're unfamiliar with Rollins Band, that's Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins
0: from, from Black Flag. Black
1: Flag, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Melissa Etheridge.
0: So pause pause right there. pause and right there. Pause, pause at Melissa Etheridge. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't listen to Melissa Etheridge, you are like kidding yourself because she <laughs> did the best song ever. I I I think at ninety four Woodstock. It's um I'm the only one. Man, that yeah. song just kills it right Yeah. I'm dead. So I encourage everybody to drop what you're doing right now, yeah. listen to that song, come back to this episode, because it's yeah. great. It's, it's
1: uh, remarkably great. Yeah, it is a great song. Yeah, right. um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, who also performed at the original Woodstock, but featuring John Sebastian. So they didn't feature Young young with so that. Not a there. part of that, oh. and I'm sure he was pissed. Um, he's still mad at Leonard Skinner for some reason. <laughs> Uh, eh. Not Itch nails performed, uh, Metallica, yeah. your boys, yeah. Um, Aerosmith, the Cranberries, who my wife loves. Oh my god, yeah, loves Cranberries. Uh, the band who performed at the original Woodstock, uh, featuring Hot Tuna, Bruce Hornsby, Roger McGuinn, uh, Rob Wasserman, and Bob Weir. Excuse me. Uh, Primus <laughs> featuring Jerry Cantrell. Ooh, That's cool,
0: that'd be awesome, yeah.
1: Uh, Salt and Pepper. Um, let's see. Arrested Development. The Almond Brothers Band. Uh, the Spin Doctors. Porno for Pyros. Bob Dylan performed. Um, who didn't get to perform? <laughs> um, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, let's see. Peter Gabriel. Um, and who else we have here? Green Day. Can't forget about Green Day. Of videos of them playing in the mud from Woodstock ninety four. Right. Um Santana who performed at the original. He had, to, he had to come back, yeah. Had to come back. So then you have um, the
0: Neville Brothers. And, yeah the yeah. Uh,
1: and um Jimmy Cliff's all star reggae jam band. Right. Uh featuring Rita Marley, EK Mouse and Shabba Ranks. Um so that's what a lineup. Just, I know, right? It's yeah, all these and and it's, uh, it's it's such a wide variety of music too. Wow, you got everybody from Salt and Pepper to to uh, Metallica. Yeah, yeah
0: you had just, all kinds of, you know. I mean, great mans I guess Bob Dylan yeah. really decided to
1: come this one because he's like, man, I missed a good time back then. Why don't I come I mean, here? And, you know? Yeah, it's like this is going on down the road for me, and you guys didn't want me to come on. Yeah,
0: I'm i I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna make a fence to this one because I didn't. You're make, in my- you know, Right, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us about the declined invitations connections for Woodstock ninety four? Sure.
0: So Guns the Rules is we all love them. They came out with a mediocre album in the past ten years on um, Chinese Democracy. They were asked to appear at the festival, but the band declined due to inner in uh internal problems as well as feeling the concert was too commercial for them. Uh, sure. however right however the lead guitarist made an experience with Paul Rogers that's awesome yeah because Paul Rogers yeah. was uh I guess he, uh, he he was the for for a minute he was the lead singer of Queen he mm-hmm. was the lead singer of the of the band Bad Comedy and the band Free so it was for anybody yeah who, he's
1: kind of been around
0: yeah so he's a great singer dude so, yeah um Rumors circulated during the festival that The Rolling Stones was was to make a surprise appearance, because they were scheduled to, to play concerts in at New York that weekend, which that would oh, be, be cool. that would be the reason if they could make it, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, Johnny Cash, the only living person at the time to be inducted in both the uh, Country Hall, Music Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, was also invited to perform. But after learning that he would not be performing on the main stage, declined to appear.
1: It's kind of a diva move, yeah, even for John do, Cash. Well I'm it's like, I'm not performing the main stage, I'm not doing it at all.
0: I can understand his point of view, but then again it's like you could have let him have the main stage, dude, it's Johnny cash, you know? not, it trying to cash, you so know? It is
1: Johnny cash. Why would you not
0: how you can you not yeah, how can you not do it, you know? So yeah. Allison Chains was on the initial bill. Um uh, so they were invited to perform, um, but after learning that they would not be, hold on, declined to appear. Where where am I at? Okay, yeah, Alice and were, was on in the initial bill on the um of uh, 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 the festival. However, the band pulled out due to uh, the continuing um drug problems of lane singer Lane Staley, yeah. Staley which is. Yeah, Obviously a you know real um bad situation. I forgot uh, what
1: year Lane Staley died, but I think this was pretty pretty. Well, see,
0: this was in ninety four, so I think he died in ninety six, ninety seven,
1: probably. it Was ninety six? Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. uh the beginning of the end, I guess. Right,
0: but guitarist Jerry Cantrell made a special guest appearance with Primus, singing yeah, on the right. song Herald of the of the of the Rocks," Harold of the Rocks
1: that would have been a cool performance
0: see. Um, right so todd Rundgren had a multimedia performance in the festival um surreal field several times during the the course of the entire festival i'm not too familiar with him
1: i'm not either you know Um, i'm I'm not sure who that person is no uh multimedia performance in the festival um the festival surreal field right uh Makes me believe that they probably just played a video with some of his. Right, yeah. So, actually uh, perform.
0: Yeah, so this next band that, that I will, uh, th- th- this would mean like like the like the magic moment of the whole entire music history. Yeah. So promoters pursued Nirvana to perform at the festival at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but the band pulled out uh, of Lollapalooza due to singers Kirk Cobain's health uh Cobain later died uh by a potential suicide on, no, yeah, on no. yeah, yeah well uh, um <laughs> on april fifth nineteen ninety four which is uh one of the day that music died too so that was uh, a yeah. that was a real sad sad moment for me and i'm yeah. pretty sure it was a uh sad moment for, for you also
1: yeah it so, was and yeah. uh, it you know, whenever Kirk Cobain died, I was probably, I think I was like two years old. So, I mean, I, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, um I,
0: let's see, 94, I would have been 14, I think. Yes, 14. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that kind of, the of
1: legacy that he left, you know, and we talked a bit about this on 27 Club to, to have an impact on me, somebody that wasn't like, you know, aware of what was happening um at that time because i was only two years old but right. like the long lasting impression that he had on my life as a musician uh that's carried over into today's influences on musicians and uh it's it's incredible um it would have it been cool for nirvana to have participated in Woodstock 94 just because it was such an iconic comeback of that festival right uh, but unfortunately you know other issues were kind of more important at that time, yeah, so. yeah. Um, so, all right.
0: yeah, so we're going to get into uh, I think with like, yes, with like 99. So, I'm gonna let you explain it's this 99. horrible right. debacle, I guess we want to call yeah. it.
1: So, Woodstock 99. Um, there's you can watch, I think you can watch just about every performance from Woodstock 99 on YouTube because it was televised. Um, by MTV, so there's a lot of recorded oh. performances. Um, in fact, Ali's brother DJ came over a few weeks ago, and me and him just sat back and watched a lot of performances from Woodstock '99 because I wanted him to see the Limp Biscuit performance that yeah. just made everything go out of control.
0: Yeah, if um, if I could cut you off right here for just yeah. a minute, I remember I think they recorded so much audio from from every band that they released like like uh we like like red hot chili pepper's full um concert performance on like cds that that, like like the whole set right
1: yeah there's a lot of performances that you can find on spotify that was like live from woodstock 99
0: right yeah they had them all on like best buy shelves and you know they have like nice little inlays and everything yeah so check check that out too
1: yeah, it's uh, it, and it's because MTV had a big part in that,
0: right? Oh, yeah, you had a
1: big, huge part. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, um, so just to kind of set this up, we're going to talk about the environment that was surrounding Woodstock 99. So, definitely had the oppressive heat, uh, <laughs> which was it reached above 100 degrees, oh. um, uh, and it was difficult, uh, environment, environment, environmental conditions. I'll get it eventually uh marred the festival from early on added to this was the fact that the site which was a former airstrip had been cleared of many of its shade trees and made it even hotter mm. uh the east and west stages were 2.3 miles apart oh my god God, okay uh forcing festival goers to walk across hot concrete surfaces for two miles just to get to another stage mm. um uh, there was not enough room on grassy areas for many campers to set up their uh, pop-up tents. And then some resorted to camping on asphalt. Right. Um, as uncomfortable as that sounds, I don't think it would be worth it even for these bands that perform there. And uh, I don't have a list here, but just to tell you kind of like who I remember performing at Woodstock 99, we got Limp Biscuit, Corn, um, Primus, uh, Live, also performed at that, Godsmack. Kelly Peppers. Um, the Chili Peppers, yeah. um, the Offspring, um, Biscuit, Rock. Yeah. 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 Kid Rock. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Kid, uh, yeah, Rock, yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, a lot of bands like that. Yeah. Um, New Metal was also very big at this time. So oh, there yeah, a lot yeah. of New Metal bands that were coming up. Did,
0: uh, like did, uh, did the corn play there too?
1: Yeah. corn okay, did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it was just all kind of bands like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, once inside participants were met with high prices mm-hmm. um they had to buy from on-site vendors whose merchandise was very expensive for instance burritos were sold for ten dollars a piece hot dogs and sandwiches for five dollars uh and a which is not a un, unheard of now no um, <laughs> and inch pizza was twelve dollars
0: i wonder um, if that was a slice or the whole pizza probably uh, a slice I,
1: a 10 inch pizza, yeah. Just a little, you know, when I used to work at Rage Pepperoni, that was considered a small um, right? that we, we had. Yeah. Um, 12, it was not 12 dollars, though. <laughs> um, and then 20 uh, fluid ounces, uh, bottles of water and soda sold for four dollars each, mm. um, which is equivalent to six dollars now, right? Um, they wanted to visit regular stores, festival goers faced a long track, <laughs> of course, uh, or cramped, uh, travel or cramps travel via looping bus to Rome's modest shopping areas, uh, where stores had long lines and low stock. Oddly enough, yeah. people stood in long lines to access the free water fountains, uh, until frustration led to, a, a, a led a few to break the pipes to provide water to those in the middle of the line, in turn, creating many large mud pits. It oh, all comes back joy, to right? <laughs> Uh, And then during his set, Kid Rock demanded that the kids pelt the stage with plastic water bottles, perhaps making a statement about the high price of hydration. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, also, the, uh, the number of toilets installed proved insufficient for the number of attendees. Within a short period of time, some facilities, noticeably the portable toilets and showers on the site, were unusable and overflowing. So yeah, do of course, care. of course. But, um, going back to where, where the,
0: uh, the, where, where the stage works was two miles apart. Uh, I want to say that they perfected that, that, that whole thing, because I remember, um, uh, at, a I I went to the first ever middle, middle mayhem festival yeah. where they had two stages together. And, and, yeah. and, and while, while one band was performing on this stage, uh, they were setting them up the other stage for the next band to come on. So that, they, yeah, they really perfected it. I'm not, I'm not sure if that was, that was, um, with the, um, South Carolina rebellion, but that's, you know, but that's pretty standard now. When you know,
1: the first year I went to it, it was the stages were now I heard the first, uh, the first one ever, which my cousin attended. Right. She said it was, the stages were right beside each other. So if you right. got in there in a good period of time, yeah, you could basically stay in one spot all day long right yes yeah bed. one band on one stage and though, though you may not be right up in the middle of them if you had a good spot you didn't have to move at all you could right watch one band, yeah. and then you could just turn and watch the other band. right um they were a little bit more far apart you had to walk a little bit but it was not two miles <laughs> no no so, yeah cause, god
0: because i remember going to one i i can't remember which one it was but uh you had to walk uh relatively kind of far to get there but not but not too well that's no yeah no, not yeah now Not you had
1: to yeah. Walk two miles at least to get back to the cars once it was all said and done right we were exhausted and yeah eat all that right but anyway um so the violence mm. this is uh this is the fun stuff well i shouldn't say the fun stuff well, <laughs> this is the bad stuff bad. yeah this is the bad stuff that happened for woodstock 99 so there actions occurred during and after the Saturday night performance uh, by Limp Biscuit. Thanks a lot, Fred Durst. Mm-hmm. They, include, uh, they included fans uh, tearing plywood from the walls uh, during their performance of the song Break Stuff. Mm. One of those days. That's a fitting song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> On
1: break Stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so, very sadly, several sexual assaults were also reported in the aftermath of the concert. Mm. The band's was Fred Durst, stated during the concert, uh, this is what he said, don't let anybody get hurt, but I don't think you should mellow out. That's what Alanis Morissette had you MFers do. Uh, If someone falls, pick them up. Uh, Durst said that during a performance of the band's hit song Nookie, uh, he said, quote, we already let all the negative energy out. It's time to reach down and bring that positive energy uh, into this (laughs) MFer. It's time to let uh, let yourself go right now because there are no MF and rules out here. Uh, in uh, in contrast, partway through the through break stuff, Durst encouraged the crowd to become more angry. And like I said, you can go on YouTube right now. You can watch their 99 <laughs> Woodstock uh, performance of break stuff. And he is telling people um, break stuff. Yeah. You know, he, got problems with people uh, at home, at work wherever at school you got problems with me you got problem with your your parents i want you to get that energy out right now and uh and they did yeah oh yeah but uh durst later stated in an interview quote i didn't see anybody getting hurt you don't see that when you're looking out on a sea of people on the stage is 20 feet in the air and you're performing and you're feeling your music how do they expect us to see something bad going on um primus member uh uh, Les Claypool told the San Francisco Examiner quote Woodstock was just Durst being Durst his attitude is no press is bad press so he brings it upon himself he wallows in it still he's a great guy um, so the violence escalated uh, the next night during the final hours of the of the concert as the Red Hot Chili Peppers performed on the East say, uh, stage and then Megadeth performed on the West
0: Megadeth oh yeah I forgot Megadeth. about them They're yeah
1: Megadeth Woodstock 99 Um, a group of uh, peace promoters led by the anti-gun violence organization PAX later renamed uh, the Center to Prevent Youth uh, Violence um, had distributed candles to those stopping at their booth during the day intending for them to uh, start like a candlelight vigil uh, Hmm. to be held during Billy Pepper's performance of the song Under the Bridge which was uh, that would have been cool to see yeah Um, during the band set though the crowd began to light the candles with some of them also using candles and lighters to start bonfires terrible Mm, idea Yeah. Um, hundreds of empty plastic water bottles that uh, were littered all along the lawn area were used as fuel for the fire which had then spread to both stages by the end of the performances Mm. Um, after the Chili Peppers were finished with their main set the audience was informed about a bit of a problem um and an audio tower had caught fire and the fire department was being called in to extinguish it.
0: Man, man, yeah.
1: man, yeah, yeah. What you want to take the yeah. next little part?
0: Yeah, so MTV, which was which has been the providing live coverage, uh, removed its entire crew. Uh, MTV uh, host Kurt Loader, we all know Kurt, right? Oh,
1: we all know Kurt Loader. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: he told uh, us
1: about all the really terrible things that happened in music, yeah. like when Kurt came. Back.
0: Right. Uh, so he described the scene of the issue of USA Today, uh, dated July 27th, 1999. Uh, it was dangerous to be around. Uh, the whole scene was scary. There was just waves of hatred bouncing around the place. Uh, it was clear we had to get out of there. Uh, so it was it was like a concentration camp. You got frisked to to make sure you were not bringing any water or food that would prevent you from buying your... Outrageous outpricing booths Uh, You wallow around the garbage and human waste Uh, There was a palpable mood of anger, obviously Um, So after some time the large the large force of the New York State troopers local police and other various law enforcement arrived Uh, most had crowd control gear on and proceeded to form a right line that flushed the crowd to their northwest uh, away from the stage is located in the eastern end of the airfield. Uh, few of the crowd offered strong resistance and they dispersed back quickly, uh, towards the crowd towards the campground, uh, at the main entrance. Um, one individual, uh, David, uh, D. Rosgia, uh, collapsed in the wash pit during Metallica performance. Uh, concert medical staff initially tried to treat the symptoms, which were seizures and what doctors suspected to be a drug overdose. Um, Rosia was transported to the Air Force Base Medical Center and then airlifted to the University Hospital in Syracuse. Um, a little more than an hour and a half after his teeth collapsed, uh, Rosia's body temperature was hundred and seventy hundred and seven degrees fahrenheit yeah uh, so the following afternoon he was in coma and a doctor uh had had diagnosed him with hypothermia uh probably second secondary to heat to a heat stroke um mm-hmm. after beginning after be, being in a coma for another day rosia died at uh twelve o nine on monday uh july twenty sixth the autopsy report ruled that, that the death was accidental and listed the cause of death to be hypothermia with a large, enlarged heart and obesity. Oof. In 2001, the Erosa's mother filed a lawsuit in New York Supreme Court against the promoters of Woodstock '99 and six doctors who worked the event. Uh, the lawsuit stated that the Rosa uh, died because concert promoter, promoters were uh neglected by not providing enough fresh water and in the inadequate medical care of four hundred thousand attendees and that's yeah. sad you know i mean yeah, not, yeah. It's so following the event uh san francisco ex examinator, uh journalist uh Jane Ginnall? Ginnall? I believe that um mm-hmm. uh her cast doubt the on ability to promote another high professional Woodco- woodstock concert um and describe the event as the day the music died just like you said so yeah
1: yeah, yeah. so what was intended originally with woodstock like we said peace love and happiness you know mm-hmm. just two straight days of it um uh, or three days uh it was a lot of the bands were peace Love promoting and and um let's try to bring everybody together. Um, at the time that this Woodstock revival was happening, and I guess Woodstock '94 was pretty successful. It wasn't a a, a disaster or anything, right? Um, they also didn't have a lot of new metal bands, right? Um, uh, I think where they messed up was they they included so many bands that uh was all their fans were really angsty, angry people. You got Corn and Limp Biscuit. Fans yeah that's there.
0: yeah that's not,
1: not a good, no, like yeah. Kids, like these are kids that you know probably were bullied all through school um, and like was ready to get aggression out because they gravitated towards bands like that because they were aggressive in some manner so like the heavy music makes you fuel you're fueled with anger right all the time right mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't help that Fred Durst is up there like yeah get that anger out get that aggression out that's that's what these concerts are for right like, get it all out yeah. right but you you're talking about people that have been deprived of water of uh shade right yes, um, yes. So traveling two people, miles
0: to go for you know
1: like yeah yeah. So, this is one time like like these people just drove up and you just started playing they've been in the heat all day long they're probably not even thinking straight some of them probably don't even know where they are where they are anymore yeah um, and uh telling people to start breaking stuff into whatever um it was a uh, Terrible because there were so many bad things that happened. Fires were started, rapes happened, um, people died, yeah. uh, and a lot of people still to this day hold Fred Durst responsible for the uh, the fact that we can't have Woodstock anymore. Right. Now, I think a lot of festivals learned from Woodstock and took more preventative measures to make sure that people were taken care of. Right. Um, I know every time I went to Warp Tour, they had. Multiple uh, water stations, like medical, water stations, yeah. medical tents. Um, I mean, your your food's gonna be overpriced wherever, whatever concert you go to. I mean, yeah.
0: Like, um, it's so part of, part of So knowing that you went to Carolina Rebellion was it like a like like an an uh, an updated uh, thing where they had m- multiple stuff to get to or was Same it thing. like okay okay.
1: Yeah, there was there was plenty of medical attention that was around if you needed it. Right. Um, of course you're gonna have angry people, and you got people that have been drinking for three days and yeah, doing drugs for three days, and they're just gonna get belligerent. Um, I didn't I didn't have any part of that, but you know, there's people that do want to ruin it for you. Yeah, uh, things, and I hate it because it's like, look, man, I'm here to I'm here to listen to these bands. I'll never have the opportunity to go to like just their concerts very often right so like the fact i can get you know six or seven songs out of them at a music festival i want to soak it up as much as i can uh and some douchebag is going to ruin it by getting drunk and wanting to pick a fight with somebody yeah and of course i saw that and you know uh i saw stained perform one time at carolina rebellion and um Kudos to no matter where you where you stand with Aaron Lewis, Aaron Lewis, because I know some people are you know not big fans of his anymore. But yeah. I will say kudos to him because there was uh, a girl who was uh, crowd surfing that had been groped. Oh I saw that. Saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw he, YouTube. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. He stopped it. I I was there at that show. Oh, nice. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I was actually in line for uh, to meet Maria Brink. Is that her name? Yeah. From, from, um, the- um, the- yes. We're trying to so, get yeah, Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there was a meet and greet and I was actually filling in for a friend of mine who had to leave early um, and was supposed to get some stuff signed and uh, Stained was playing. So we're watching Stained and, you know, this girl got groped and uh, he stopped playing and he called the person out and he was like telling security, like, this is him. This is what he looks like. He's wearing this colored shirt. Like, go get him. Like, I just saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah. And uh, I was—I thought that was very cool of him to do, um, because that stuff is just not tolerated. No, no, well. no. Um, and it shouldn't be, you know. No, right. So, right. Uh, but there's a, you know, and it's because of things like Woodstock. We we have to learn from these types of things. Uh, and, um, but I, I found a final quote here regarding Woodstock um, that says, uh, "What's important about Woodstock is not whether." We have another one. Uh, it's because I don't think we can repeat it. Uh, but that we look inside the minds of the people who were there. The message of the so-called hippie generation is that if we learn how to think properly, we can have a peaceful, loving society. To me, the message of Woodstock is to pay attention to the underlying essence of this event and go forward with those lessons. How very appropriate, yeah. especially in these times. I
0: wonder who actually said that. That's a good quote.
1: I, I must have accidentally erased her name. No oh, man, <laughs> but it was yeah. uh, from an article that I I'll, I still have the article. I to okay. sent it to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's, that's cool. You know, yeah, it is,
1: yeah. and it, you know, very true. So we can look at the history of Woodstock and what it was intended for, and just try to get back to that mindset, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if they'll ever do another Woodstock again. Uh, it's been a while yeah. since. Well, it's been ninety nine,
0: so it's been what like twenty. How long has it been so far? Twenty, twenty one. Twenty one years.
1: Yeah. I'm bad at math. Yeah, so yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Twenty one years. See, it's yeah. been twenty one years since Fred Durst ruined it for everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I think we can now because we've learned so much from from '99 with targets. You know, it's hard to go back to you know yeah. that, and I think that yeah. the now nowadays it's it's more of like a. Like yeah, you know, we want to protect the the, the country because they pay good money to see see these amazing right. bands, you know. So I think we can, but it's there's But I guess they don't want to touch it anymore because of what happened, you know. So yeah. which is always sad, but like 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 we said before, there there's other great festivals coming out, you know. Like I, yeah. I, I guess, um you said in the past that um that uh Carolina Rebellion was named something else, right?
1: They re, yeah, they renamed it to something else. I can't remember what they call it now. Okay. Um, I think a, a lot of the name of, or a lot of the reason why they changed the name. Rebellion, Rebellion is
0: Rebellion. not a good word. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it just doesn't go well with um, you know, the current uh, movement that that's going on right now. With, yeah. Uh, you know, the rebel flag being taken down for like, yeah, and that was kind of yeah. how it was promoted, and right. like, you know, this was this was years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like the. The heaviest thing in the South, or whatever, you know. <laughs> so <like>, like, <laughs> yeah. you know it's it promoted with you know rebel flags and things like that. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah. that's why they ended up changing the name. But good for them. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, move on. Yeah. But um, the uh, it, it's called something else now, but it, it's still something southern. I don't know. I don't know why it has to be a southern thing just because it takes I place know. in North Carolina.
0: Right. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I, I think um as far as festivals and concerts in general goes now like there's a lot of things that were learned from things like woodstock 99 Mm -hmm. um or or even the the original woodstock uh with the medical attention and things like that but even the uh kind of going back to the whole mental health thing which we like to discuss on this show yeah um music is supposed to be uh soothing comforting um and yeah, aggressive. We both love heavy metal music, yeah. and it's a good way to get that anger and aggression out. Right now, don't go killing people like that's, <laughs> not, that's not cool. No, but no. uh, you know, it, there's a healthy way to do it, and I think that a lot of these festival um, starters are wanting to find safer ways to have great bands get together, play a lot of great music. Um, a great way for people to kind of unwind, kind of turn off their brains, and just have a good time. And I mean, by all means, if that's includes smoking your doobie and you know getting naked, light it, it so. up.
0: You and, know, you know, yeah, I'm right. good.
1: Yeah, right. On yeah. I'll just be there for the bands, but like, don't get drunk and be an idiot, and then start fights with somebody and right. rip plywood off the walls and uh, surf on it in the crowds and set things on fire whenever it was supposed to be for "Under the Bridge," which is a very peaceful song. Yeah. <sighs> See now you get yeah. angry, so now I'm angry.
0: Uh, we now need I'm... to we 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 need to smooth down and just calm. Just to do your uh, meditations for the day. It's, you can't drink some.
1: I, I drink more tea. Is that is <laughs> that green tea? This is sleepy time tea.
0: Nice. So you're going to go to bed after this. Well, yeah. you it's 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 still Monday, so you got to still work. You know, so you can't really <laughs> cool. go. Yeah, it's I don't know, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so we thank y'all for listening to this episode. Um, we have very, mo- very many more interviews. Um, and just, just do Oh, to be sure, which when, when our interviews and all of our stuff is coming out, you can always uh, subscribe or or like or follow. Oh, yeah, follow. <laughs> There's so many yeah. social media things. Um, yeah. you can follow on us on Instagram at when words Fail music Speaks Pod P O D. Uh, follow us and like us on Facebook at WWFMS Podcast. And we have a Twitter account, that we're we're just now figuring out how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> it's WWFMS Podcast. Nope, that's that's our Facebook page. Always subscribe there. But our Twitter yeah, is go to Facebook, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but our Twitter account is WinWordsFailMS. And yeah. as always, you can email us for whatever you want to to talk to us about at Windward Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes. Um, so
0: please do that, and you can find that's that's why I am. So that that's my so that, social medias.
1: Yeah, that's all. That's all your social medias. Yeah, well. yeah.
0: So Blake, so where where can the people you. find you at?
1: Uh, they can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter um, which I'm getting better at using yeah. uh, it, both of those are at Blake underscore Mosley M-O-S-E-L-E-Y um, please check out my YouTube channel I just uploaded two videos from um, dr- drum playthroughs of songs that I played at church uh, uh, for uh, this past weekend oh, Nice. Um, I've got those on IGTV and on YouTube please go give those uh, a, a view there just search Blake Mosley drums I don't know when I get a certain amount of views. I guess I'll get a URL. Um, okay, uh, you check out not religious podcast I do with my brother-in-law. If you're into uh, like spiritual talk and like uh, religious debates, yeah, I don't know. We don't really debate each other. We just kind of talk about things. Right, get some uh, aggression out. We get our aggression out. Yeah, for the Lord. <laughs> um, but uh... <laughs> so, um, yeah, um... Go check that out.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and send me your um your your YouTube channel so I can link it below, and then they
1: can give you a proper
0: follow. So
1: what's that? I'm sorry.
0: Uh, uh, uh go ahead and send me your YouTube channel link, and I'll, oh, I'll post yes. it for the, uh, in the description of this podcast.
1: I will um, do
0: that. So thank you all once again, everybody, for listening to the Wind Words Film Music Speaks. Um, it's been a great episode. Uh, we hope you have a great Monday. And always remember to listen to music, and just yep. chill out. You know, not everything yeah, yeah. has to be He's about. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, are right, y'all thanks? Sir. Bye, yeah, right. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, y'all bye?
1: See ya.